0: you're listening to the chronic sisters podcast you're joined by your usual host jeff and sean welcome back
1: everybody to episode 11 yeah boy 11. she's late we're late we're sorry Ugh. it's been a hot minute we have had a long weekend yeah. rest in peace the queen oh, all okay. Um, Thanks for the extra day. Thank you and sorry we're late, but we're here. Woo! Woo! Um, and we are excited to be here and give you another episode of Just Your Gals. No guests, Just Your Gals. Just Your Gals. going to tackle another topic you all wanted to hear about. Absolutely. But before we get into that, how have you been, sister? How have I been? Um, what have I done? Actually, I have had five days off of work. You Who have? am I? <laughs> so relaxed. Um, I've dropped a 0.9 and I'm feeling fine. Obviously. Um, no, I haven't felt fine. My feet are awful still, but um, how's my week been? Well, old mate has caused some health concern. Hasn't he? Um, he has, but I'm sure we will convince him to come on to the pod. Uh, he's just not sure yet, but he'll listen to this and then have to say yes. <laughs> um, but he has been dealing with some health issues and we have found out he is a chronic mister.
0: He is. So So
1: we can dive into that later, but I've had to swap my shifts to take him to and from hospitals and appointments and testing. He is okay, but he has a lifelong medical condition. Welcome
0: to the club. So we're welcoming old mate
1: and I have lost years of my life in stress worrying about him because it's really bad when you're an ICU and palliative care nurse and all you see is the worst. So mm-hmm. I was concerned he was obviously dying. Um, so I'm happy to report he is not. Mm. um So that's wonderful. Yeah, uh, but it's been a stressful week. Yes, but in saying that, I think we're on the uphill now. I'm going to buy us matching pill jars, and all will be well. <laughs> um, so so yes. beautiful. That's my week, and we actually to celebrate him not dying. And having some days off together, we did a little backyard reno. Yeah, it was so beautiful. So we're putting a little fire pit in the backyard and some cute little fairy lights and olive trees and getting it ready for summer with friends.
0: Yeah. So, so exciting. Yes. Looks that's so good. It does.
1: It's very cute. And you so, had a little
0: bit of an arts and crafts arvo, hey? We
1: did. We did. I was so stressed about old mate potentially dying and work and just I wasn't feeling good. And I felt, you know, when you just feel so agitated that everything pisses you off, but it mm. shouldn't piss you off. Mm-hmm. And the only way I can really de stress from that, which I've identified, is normally by art. So it's like drawing, painting, whatever. Mm. So Sister Shan and I, Shan came over and she's like, How about we just go to Kmart and you'll feel better? Yeah. And instantly I was like, You know, I probably will. Yes. I, I thought it was going to be for a quick shop. No. But we spent, <laughs> I don't even want to say how much money we spent. We spent a day. lot of money. It I spent
0: like, over $200. I was, say it was about $200
1: each. Yeah. Um, and we had a whole Whole trolley trolley that was exploding over the edges.
0: We Um, had to get two trolleys for the checkout. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. And we bought, I bought so much shit, like (laughs) so much shit. So I was like, I just need to do art. Mm. So I came away with, um, these little vases to paint. I came away with little glass jars to paint with resin then to make. Then
0: you got resin, yep. Because um, we I, I, started on one end of the craft what, aisle. What was,
1: it was just painting, wasn't it? That's First what I was you were gonna just going
0: to paint some pots. Yeah. And put the little spreckly things on yeah, it. Yeah, to chips. Yeah, because yeah. you'd seen it on Insta, on yeah. Kmart's yeah. like DIY thing. Yeah, right. So that was the first yeah. project.
1: And then I escalated and I kept saying, Sian, I don't need this. And she was like, well, you know, I'm the wrong friend to take because I'm yeah. not going to tell you you don't need it. I'm going to
0: say you put it in the basket. So
1: I came home, I Sian and I came back. And then that evening, I think old mate was – I don't know where he was. Mm. He was out for dinner with friends or whatever. Yeah. And I said, Oh, Sean, I'm so excited. Just have a red wine and paint. Yeah. And old mate came home yeah. and saw me painting. And I was like, Oh, I wonder how he's going to respond. Yeah. He's just as fucking arty. And he <laughs> sat down and was like, Give me a pot. Yeah. And so now we have the, as Sean can see from my windowsill, it's called the Basil Dazzle. So yeah, he's it be- looks beautiful. bedazzling the Basil pot. <laughs> And then the next day he was like, well, babe, you only bought like pink and rust and and why? And maybe I want some, like, ocean colours. Okay. So, we went back to a different Kmart because we bought the whole <laughs> of the last Kmart. And then we ended up buying more shit. Yeah. I saw some candles. Yeah. We made, We started making candles. We started yeah. that. Yep. We bought a hot glue gun. Yes. We bought more paint, more resin.
0: You got some ropes Bought for some the hot ropes and yep. macrame.
1: Yep. And we spent, like, another $100 and... <laughs> I don't know, but hey, it was relaxing. It was fun. And I have a craft station like permanently set up here. We love that. So anyway, that's been my week. And it's all thanks to Sean being the terrible influence for that.
0: What well, a Best influence, but, I think yes, you find. Yes, but how's is the correct your term? week being my gal? Oh, uh, look, it's been a migraine week again. Same story, different day. It's really bad. We same, need to do something about spoon, it. Same spoon. What? Same soup, different spoon. Um, yeah, look, it... Has been a wild ride. I had a migraine for like five days, which was so fun for me. Um, I was at work and like I couldn't string sentences together. It was just not a fun time and we we have new staff at the moment so I'm educating them and I'm like presenting and words just were not coming out of my mouth in any rational order whatsoever. Um, so I was like, I need to go home. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I went home um, early a couple of days just because I was unwell. Um, yeah, it's been a wild ride. Um, we have the... Um, appointment for the sleep study coming up so hopefully that gives us some answers but look i'm just in amongst the weeds at the moment with the freaking migraines have you had your tonsils and adenoids out no Mm.
1: i wonder if you're that obstructive that that's that would be the first line instead of smacking a biopap on you
0: yeah but i don't have large tonsils Mm. like they're not they're very well proportioned to my airway (laughs) Like, that's wonderful yeah yeah you know, i know I'm, I'm good at some things and that's one okay. of them
1: i wonder what they'll do then
0: yeah i don't know we'll see but it's fucking annoying and i know that when i was on the steroids it helped but you know storied life not forever I know. my feet are like give them to me i know Bring them back. i just i want to go back on them but i know it's not good and then i'm like oh that's not really an answer it's just a band-aid speaking of fucking band-aids no one put on our stories that they did the band-aid I over the belly button. I believe you're hopping to
1: the next segment. Okay, but fine. fine. We're there. Fine. I- Let's, but first,
0: we have to introduce the okay, segment. Okay, Because it's time for the... fun fact follow-up! <laughs> that was so off-key. <laughs>
1: stunning, stun, just stunning. You're welcome.
0: Um, yeah, so the motion sickness, I said, I asked the people.
1: I know you did, but like I have been told by multiple people and I remember my ex's nana swore by it. Oh, my God. A bandit aid over your belly button cures seasickness. No
0: one had well, said that.
1: Well, I, I don't know. And a lot of people said and um, lots of my family were like, um, you just put an earplug in one ear. Apparently that's the thing too. But old mate apparently did that when he was on a boat for a very long time. Yeah, did it help? Yeah, apparently. But he still yacked every
0: day, oh, so no, I don't actually. know. Um, and I still can't believe you didn't know what those glasses were.
1: No, and everyone, no one was like, yeah, I know these. No, Nicole was. Oh. Nicole was like, uh, how does Jess not know these? Nah, you and Nicole are tripping. Oh, There's, whatever. Nah, they're not a thing. Anyway, that's one fun fact follow-up. The second one is, I'm sure a lot of you have now seen it on the Instagram. But the fucking table's gone. She's gone. She's gone. She's did gone. she Did you end up selling it for
0: anything? Or did yeah, for fifty f- bucks. Oh, yeah, no. Nice. Um, some chick came and picked it up. But like, um, she's deceptively heavy, like yeah. that table. Like, she was a I solid you the table. Chick, and I was no. like, babe, no, no, no. no. Say she that. was, she was, she was lovely. Um, but she came to have a look at it, and she was like, thank you so much. Um, no worries, like, because I showed her the bite marks and whatever anyway so she had a van and i was like oh shit i'm gonna have to help her lift this fucking mm. thing now and there was p- cars parked in our visitors bay so it wasn't like an easy exit anyway she was like all right cool i think she anticipated her lifting it herself because she like semi picked it up she was like oh fuck it's heavy i was like yeah no it's a good table like the only reason i'm getting rid of it is because it's too, too big, big. Um, And she was like, are you going to be able to help me lift it? And I was like, oh, I can't say no. Yeah, sure, go on then. It's fucking heavy. And we had to do the whole, like, lift it and tilt it. it. And your girl's got long spaghetti arms that don't lift more than a paperweight. Like, I was all all limb. And I I got to the car and we had to flip it, like, 180. So the legs were sticking Mm. up, right? And I, like... My, my hypermobility got in the way because my, my fingers wouldn't let go of the table and then it kind of fell on the inter- inside of my bicep. So I now have a fat off bruise Jesus. all up my bicep and I was trying to act cool, you know, like I was fine like yeah Yeah, it's fine just rest the table on me me big guns ow i was in the shower and i was like owie and i looked and i was like yeah no there's a fuck off big bruise on my bicep
1: well have you treated yourself to a new table as a
0: reward absolutely not there's still nothing there now it looks like my garden is freaking huge on a side note to add to the table dilemmas mm. i'm now gonna have to get rid of my actual outdoor table because it's disintegrating because of the rain the that we just had yeah. so uh, that's like four years old now as well so she's a Jarrah wood table she's heavy um but we're gonna have to get rid of her can as you just well.
1: sand her and varnish her oh <sighs>
0: That sounds like a lot of work.
1: Okay. I mean, fair. (laughs) Well, I said like, because I've had all my outdoor furniture covered. This is such a boring fucking conversation. I'm so sorry for you all. But I had like them covered with like outdoor just furniture protectors. Yeah. And then last night I was taking them off. I was like, oh, it's so annoying because it's going to rain this weekend. I had a look and then I'm going to have to put them back on and take them off and take the cushions off. such a fuck around.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I just leave it out there. I'm like, fuck it. Yeah, I know. It's fine. They should be built to last. Yeah. Anyway.
1: anyway, let's fucking move on. Yeah, that, wow. Sorry. Dry sorry, as a crisp That there. was
0: fucked. Holy moly. Um.
1: Anyway, if you've got nice outdoor furniture, enjoy it because ours is weather damaged. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anyway, moving on. Shall we hop to what this episode is about? Yeah. Okay. So this week we are talking to you all about a topic that many listeners have been sending in from the get-go, mm. back from season one. mm But we are talking today about burnout. Bitches be burnt. I feel like you can even tell from our tone that we've we've just done the quiz and we found "Um." out how fucking burnt out we are. And we're like, all right,
0: it's real. It's a real thing. She's real. We can't ignore it now.
1: Anyway, we're going to talk about burnout today and all of the things that burnout encompasses. So, you know me, I love to start with a fun fact. And I'm going to let you all know that the term burnout was coined in the 1970s by an American psychologist called Herbert freudenberger
0: what a name firstly herbert freudenberger herbert frekenberger no freudenberger freudenberger yes
1: anyway herbert coined the term back then and now this is the funniest part of the whole thing is that he used it to describe the consequence of severe stress and high ideals in the helping professions the nursing the profession. The nursing
0: profession. So he
1: initially used the term to describe nurses who sacrifice themselves for others and end up being exoist, exhausted. 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 And exhausted. Unable to cope. So that's
0: where it started. I mean,
1: and, here we, and here we are
0: now. However many years later, still burning out. Yes. So
1: the women. And younger women are the most at risk of yeah. developing burnout. Great. But we will hop onto it. But that's that's what it is. So you're
0: welcome, everybody. Well, if you're a nurse, so it's lovely to have <laughs> you here. Welcome. Um, I remember just off off slightly of the topic, when we were a grad and we had like an education day or whatever, and it was teaching us about burnout and like to look out for it and blah, blah, blah. Watch these symptoms. Yeah. You know, I do a
1: talk like a lot of education I see I've actually got one this Wednesday in my last sign, sign sign slide I'm having a fucking moment my last slide in my
0: presentation is identifying <laughs> shut up <laughs> well that's the thing right I remember as a grad watching the presentation and all of these things I was like that will never be me
1: I'm never gonna feel I'm these never feelings gonna, I
0: love my job I love my job I love being here. Now look at us. Now look at us. Cynical AF.
1: I know. That was a question actually in the thing. Are you cynical? Uh, Yeah. No, we'll, We'll
0: hop to the quiz in a minute. But like, I just remember thinking like, how could you be so burnt out? Like, this is what you've trained for, blah, blah, blah. But it's not until you realize how much of yourself you give in the roles that we do that you're like, oh, I understand now. What is actual burnout? Well, burnout is a state of emotional,
1: mental and often physical exhaustion, which is brought on by prolonged or repeated stress. It is most often caused by problems at work, but it can also appear in other areas of life, such as
0: parenting, caretaking,
1: relationships,
0: or if you're like us, being a chronically sick chick. Yeah. So, it's it's kind of like any situation where you're giving, right? So, like work, parenting... And caring. that's giving mentally
1: or yeah. emotionally or physically. Yeah. Any type of worry and stress concerned with giving.
0: Yeah. So with burnout, right, there's there's said to be five stages of burnout or five phases of burnout. And like many things, it presents differently for different people depending on your biology, what you're exposed to, kind of what type of person you are, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But they've been able to narrow it down into kind of five distinct phases so the first phase is called the honeymoon phase which we all love a honeymoon phase we do we love a honeymoon phase but it's where like you're excited there's high job satisfaction so this is kind of focusing on the occupational burnout right which is what we all kind of know burnout to typically be so you're committed there's energy you're creative like it's all this like the happiness of being new to a role, the beginnings, like everything's exciting. So the common symptoms of it is that you're readily accepting of responsibility. Like you're committed to the job. You're, you're sign me up. Yeah. Like ready to go. Like, yeah, that's me. I'll do that. You're, you're keen to like prove yourself that you're everything that they think you are and you're really productive and like really creative. We love the honeymoon phase, but like, All honeymoon phases, they must come to an end. They must come to an end. And it is, mom, it's just a phase. It is a phase. So the next one is the onset of stress. So this is the second stage of burnout. And it kind of like begins when that like rose tinted haze kind of disappears. And some days start to become a little bit more difficult than others. And you can kind of like feel that that like high level of optimism, and that like creativity and that like drive and that pump to like be at work is slowly starting to diminish fade diminish
1: and tw- dwindle.
0: Yeah, um but it's the, it's not the majority of the feeling at the moment, right? So the common symptoms are you, you start to get irritable, you're a little bit dissatisfied, you have a little bit of lack of sleep, a lack of social interaction like you don't want to talk to people at lunchtime. You've got a lower pro- productivity rate because don't forget you've been like overachieving in the honeymoon phase. So then your, your productivity comes down a notch. You start to feel a little bit anxious. Your heart rhythm kind of changes. Obviously all of those physiological elements of anxiety. So like high blood pressure, um, irregular heartbeats um, and then you like avoid making decisions. So like just disengage from that whole kind of it's like that decision fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. You forget you you're fatigued, you start grinding your teeth. Like all of those like little niggly like something's upset me. But you're just going to keep going. So then it comes to the chronic stress. And like we've discussed previously, anything that's chronic is a elongated or an extended amount of time, right? And so it's all of those things that were part of that like onset of stress just elongated and so then that then rolls into like the same sort of symptoms that you do in stage two but then you get an an added bonus woohoo bing 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 you lose interest in your hobbies you're missing deadlines you're missing targets then you start to become physically unwell you know that whole thing of like you're not you get, eating and yeah. you're stressed and
1: you don't socialize with your friends Totally and you feel flat and depressed. Totally. And, yeah.
0: Then you've got like a really cynical attitude. Then like at home, you start to have at home problems because you're bringing that level of stress, stress home yeah. with you. And then that kind of feeds into this whole thing. And then you look for coping mechanisms. So increased use of food, alcohol, drugs, you know, all that sort of stuff, reduced libido, Reduce, um, reduce like engagement in the things that you used to do for fun, um, and then an increase in caffeine consumption, and then the fourth stage is the burnout.
1: We're there. We've hit the it. The
0: burnout. So you're entering into the 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 bit where it all becomes like super critical, right? So you're you're trying to continue as normal, but it's not often possible because all of these things start to leak in um, into your daily life. So you develop like an escapist mentality. Like you just don't wanna be there. You checked out. Yeah, totally. You feel empty. Like you start to obsess over the problems at work. Then you become pessimistic. Then all of those physical symptoms that you had intensify. And then you start to have that self-doubt, social isolation. Then you start to have behavioral changes, chronic headaches, chronic stomach pains, bowel problems. Then you neglect like your personal needs, like you don't want to shower, you don't want to brush your hair, don't want to brush your teeth. And then you just like want to drop out of society, like go off-grid. know how many times we've been like I just want to go away I just need
1: to fuck off I just need not be
0: in Perth anymore or whatever like you just need to check out and then you don't even want to interact with family or friends anymore so then that's like the main burnout stage and then the final stage or phase is habitual burnout so this is the final stage of burnout and it basically means that the symptoms of burnout are so embedded within your life Um, that you're likely to experience a significant ongoing mental physical or emotional problem as opposed to occasionally experiencing the stress or the burnout so this is like become your baseline now so this is where all of those problems become a chronic issue so you become chronically sad you get depressed there's even a burnout syndrome can you hear bundy snoring in the (laughs) background he's like oh my god Sean, he's he's so boring such
1: a (laughs) He's been so good for him, like so good. I think it's because I've been
0: at home with him a lot, but the steam train has fucking started. So yeah, so those are the five phases of burnout. So basically after the honeymoon phase, it all goes downhill. I'm on that train. (laughs) I'm on the train. It's a fast steam train, hey. I know. And like
1: just summarizing what Sean said. So the common signs are like feeling tired, drained, feeling helpless, defeated, feeling detached, feeling cynical, having self-doubt, procrastinating, feeling overwhelmed. And then everyone seems to think that there are like three main symptoms that are considered to be a sign of burnout. So it's the exhaustion is a really significant one. So that's the feeling drained, feeling emotionally exhausted, unable to cope. You're tired, you're tired all the time. You don't have energy. You might start to develop things like pain or gut dysfunction and things like that. It's mm-hmm. that real exhaustion where your whole body's like, nah, this is too much. Yeah. And then the other one's more of an alienation. So, an alienation, we're talking about work. So, from work-related activities. So, people who have burnout find their jobs increasingly stressful increasingly frustrating and then they start to become cynical about either their work conditions or their work like what their work involves or their colleagues and then they start to distance themselves and start to feel quite numb about their mm. work so maybe for say nursing you lose a lot of that compassion that empathy which we all have yeah and that's a real poignant key to identifying that you've got burnout and the other one is reduced performance so that's like your ability to function at work to complete tasks at work or then it also depends on how you're then functioning at home are you able to care for your family care for yourself are you negative about the tasks that you have to do do you struggle to concentrate do you lack creativity and motivation Mm. so they're like the three biggest
0: Yeah. Warning signs. Well, it's kind of like that whole thing of like Sunday afternoon-itis. Yeah. Where you're like, oh my gosh. I know. The impending Monday is round the corner. Yeah.
1: And if, if anything, like burnout is higher these days than it has ever been before, which I found quite, I don't know, I found it quite interesting because I thought maybe it wouldn't be and maybe that was just my ignorance, but I thought a lot of people have lost, so I I obviously know it's very high in some areas, e.g., nursing, where we are understaffed, we're overworked, we're working through a pandemic. Our burnout rates are wild. Wild. But then I thought about a lot of people who have lost their jobs, and I'm like, well, they probably aren't experiencing burnout. They're probably experiencing like a, a really different, hard mental time for themselves, yeah. where they're really struggling emotionally with the depression and things mm. like that, and not being able to provide for themselves, their family. So I. I was like, oh, surely it'd be like balanced out. Well, you can
0: kind of like get burnout from applying for jobs though.
1: But you can, exactly. And then- I, I found it interesting, but it makes sense. Like the lines between work and home life have become so blurred. Oh, yeah,
0: so blurred. That
1: many of us are working really long hours or we're working from home, which yep. was all like fun to say at the start. Yeah. But like now when do you switch off? A lot of people are working while caring for their kids at home. Yeah. A lot of people are taking their work phones home. A lot of their work is linked to social media and social interaction. Yeah. And you're so easily accessible on that little phone that's sitting right beside you. Yeah. Back in the day when we didn't have mobiles or we didn't have social media or we weren't expected to work past a certain time, Mm. it was easier to switch off. But now it's just so blurry. Follows you. That everyone is at higher risk of developing burnout now. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, you're all at risk. We're all at risk. Yeah. Because unfortunately that is life now and that's the way society works.
0: Yeah. And it, it is that blurred line, right? And like I always found, I try and stick to because i know that i'm easily like swept up into that like yeah work all the time i try super hard to not access my work emails if i'm not at work yeah so like i try and have like a really hard line yeah of, i've
1: taken them off my phone
0: yeah so i i have to be in the mindset that i'm at work so i will stay at maybe at work a bit later but I won't bring it home Mm -hmm. because home for me is like the safe zone. Mm -hmm. It's the same thing of when I was studying as well. Like I never did like work at home. I would always do it at uni. Mm -hmm. So then I would go home and then the home was a safe space. Like I would always Uh, write my assignments, everything in the library because that was the designated space to learn, to work, to research, blah, blah, blah. So then when I went home, it wasn't this like – Oh my God. I just I, studied I couldn't. all the fucking time. Nah, I couldn't do it. I spent a lot of time at uni, yeah. but like I, I had to have some like physical switch, switch off because I knew otherwise I would be up. That
1: was me. I'd yeah. be buried in it. I was up till stupid o'clock. Yeah,
0: like, I just couldn't do it. Yeah. It wasn't for me. So, uh, I and I've like brought that mentality into my work as well, which is a bit easier now that I'm not like ward nursing, yeah. because the mental load that you carry after a shift, especially if you've been like coordinating or with like a really sick patient, you don't stop thinking about that patient. No,
1: my thing is like I'll do a 12-hour shift and then I go home and I dream about the 12-hour shift from mm. start to finish and I go through every decision I made. Was it the right decision? Yeah. What like? Oh, God. it's And it's exhausting. Yeah. And then you wake up and you don't feel rested. Mm. And these are the signs of burnout.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm having those like intrusive thoughts, right, of like did I do everything right? Did I – you know, did I end up giving that medication? Mm. Like, it's just this constant repeating all of your decisions. Yeah. And then you get like, I don't want to make another freaking decision.
1: No, Someone do it for me. Well, that's like, old mate thinks I'm so indecisive because he'd be like, what want for dinner? And I'm like, I am just not capable I don't know, I don't of think. making that decision. Yeah. And if I make it, I know it's also not a life death decision, which yeah. all my ones today have been. So whatever. Care. Yeah. You do you. Yeah. And I'll eat whatever.
0: That's literally why. As long as it's not seafood. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. for coriander for me. Well, um, but like, that's why we do you played it because yeah, it exactly. just, the decisions are made.
1: Also, just thinking of that, I won those two boxes with the MS lottery and I have forgot to use them and I remembered <gasps> it last night. So I need to use
0: them. You need to use them quick. I know. Just to give it a go, especially with Old yeah, Mate. I know. Here as well. Yeah. Yeah, I you, you have to. I know. Anyway, that was a detour. It was, sorry. Back on track. So um, is there a way that a person can identify? Because it's all well and good, like, feeling like you kind of burn out. But is there a way for people to, like, assess like, is there a test that you can do?
1: Well, there are lots of different tests you can do. And like a bit like if you Google anything, you can type in burnout quiz and there'll be hundreds. And Sean and I did a couple of them. And, yeah, I'm sure BuzzFeed has one. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not the uh, legit ones. But unfortunately, there isn't actually a legit one, but they have all decided to use a particular one. So it's kind of become the standardized one. Yeah, sure. So it's called the Maslach Burnout Inventory. So the MBI and it's available for everyone to do, but the questionnaire was originally developed for just research purposes only, and it wasn't for medical professionals, for doctors, for psychiatrists, for psychologists to use, but oh. it's kind of been the one that everyone goes to. Okay. So it is the one that you would do. We have found it online, so we will put the um, link in our show notes, but it it is one that you have to, it's not an online one, it's got the A4 Um PDF. Like, yeah. So you just need to hand write your answers down. But it's pretty easy to do. And Sean and I have both done it. Yep. But it's important to note that a lot of the symptoms of burnout are so similar to that of depression, anxiety disorders, and chronic fatigue. So yep. don't willy nilly go and do any yeah. kind of quiz out there because it might be like, oh, you're severely depressed with burnout, chronic yeah. fatigue, and anxiety. Yeah. Like, so this one was created around and when i talk about burnout this this mbi1 was created around professional burnout yes. so career related burnout
0: yeah yep.
1: so anyway sean should you should you tell us about uh some
0: of your results sis i'd love to so the test is kind of split up into three different sections so you have a section a section b and a section c in section a um it's section a is all about emotional exhaustion and so it's the kind of they this quiz or this test says that the emotional exhaustion is perhaps the easiest to spot when you increasingly become tired more quickly and unable to bounce back. So it's like the, the physicality of feeling tired, basically. So I got 15 on this one. So this one was my low level of burnout. And I scored 12, so we both scored
1: quite similarly. So 17 or less was low burnout, 18 to 29 inclusive was moderate and over 30 high. So we both definitely scored on the lower end of the spectrum. Yeah,
0: but the good thing about this kind of um, test is that it also has, um, with the um, assessment of your scores, it gives you like a how to improve. Yeah. Um, So to resolve or to help um, with emotional exhaustion, the first point is to ruthlessly prioritize and like cut that shit off if yeah. you don't need it. What actually matters? What yeah.
1: actually do I need to get done today?
0: Absolutely. And then the classic, practice good self-care. We so love that. We Meditate, love
1: it. take a deep breath, do some yoga. Yeah.
0: Eat well, go outside in nature. Get some sleep. Just sleep. Go easy on yourself and avoid becoming compulsive about your self-care routines. So like just put it into... Your day-to-day practices. But don't make it an added stress. Don't say
1: every morning I've got to get up at five o'clock and go to the gym for an hour and then make a green smoothie before I can even go to work because that's just added stress. You're not doing that for enjoyment
0: then. Yeah, You're doing it because you think that's going to help but you're probably making things worse. It's all about listening to your body, which is kind of like we're getting better at it. You and I, we're Mm. getting better at it. We're kind of listening to what we physically and emotionally need a Mm -hmm. little bit better. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of not surprised that we scored the least on this one. Um, And because we also, because we're so busy, we have to ruthlessly prioritize. So we do have to kind of like prioritize our time between work, podcast, social life, you with dancing, like, you know, we're already up there with the the schedules Mm -hmm. to the point, so. But yeah, so we actually did pretty good on the emotional exhaustion. Thank you. Um, Second section, section B is depersonalization. Now, what did you get for this one, sister?
1: For depersonalization, I scored really quite low-ish. Well, I thought, but then it turns out it's not. So a total of five or less is low. Six to 11 is moderate and above 12 is high. So Mm. I scored
0: six. So that's bang on the moderate burnout. Yeah, and mine was 11. So so you're still in that little combo. Still in the same thing. So the depersonalization um, happens when, as a result of burnout, you detach from the right... relational aspect of your work because it's too draining so it's like just leave me alone go into a bubble don't talk to me i'm just going to do my work and get on with it and go home um so it often happens unconsciously uh, and you may find that it manifests in a way of becoming increasingly cynical um that you become distant and that you're unable to deal with the people aspect of your work like
1: yeah and like i mean they say that like and nurses have such dark humor and we all laugh about it but we all know it's because we're burnt out, yeah. we're exhausted. And what we do is so horrific a yeah. lot of the time. Yeah. But it is actually more of a, another warning sign, I guess. And to resolve this, it's all about talking to people who understand you, avoiding the people that drain your energy. So who fills your cup up? Who do you want to see after a work day? Who, mm-hmm. Who's someone that you know won't continue to drain you? Um, and if people, other people are too much for you, write, write it down, write down how people make you feel, yeah. how you're left feeling after a shift after you've
0: seen certain people family friends what like just pay attention to what fills you back up it's all about kind of this a whole depersonalization element is all about the unloading of that energy that it takes yeah recognizing who drains your who drains your energy um and then if people are you're at the point that like people are just too much just the way you get rid of that is to put it down on paper yep. or you know, put it in a voice note or whatever, just get it out of your body into something else.
1: Yeah. And I definitely know. And again, this has only been like the last few years, Jess, but I know that if I've had a really big day, I actually know that I can fill my own cup up on my own now. Mm. Like I'm happy to, come home to do art, to have takeaway, to have a wine by myself and just refresh and restart myself. Because it is exhausting, especially when you work 12-hour shifts, long days, or you're mm. in a nursing profession where you're just superficially talking to people you don't know well. You're yeah. trying to build a very quick, trusting rapport with people. Yeah, You know, like especially the areas I'm in, they're critical situations all the time. You're working with people at on their worst day of their life and it, it is exhausting. So, if you fill your own cup up by having a night on your own, don't feel guilty for doing that. No, like yeah. that, that helps you prevent long-term burnout, you know? Yeah. And I found it really interesting that there was a Dr. Julie Frager who said that? Broadly speaking, males normally identify towards the depersonalization burnout, and females normally tend towards the emotional exhaustion burnout. Oh. which is interesting because for us, we were kind of the opposite. But yeah. I wonder if that is a nursing, empathetic, compassionate. We are just so we're so emotionally intelligent and yeah. driven that maybe our radar is a little bit different to that of yeah. those who are in a similar profession yeah and she also said that people who identify with like perfection perfectionism perfectionism is that a perfectionism, word perfectionism yeah. and like type a personality characteristics yeah. they're way higher a uh, way more at risk of high um burnout
0: rates yeah because it's that which which makes overachiever sense. It is. vibe yeah, yeah. totally but which is us huh yeah <laughs> um so Section C, the last section is lack of personal achievement. And look, your gal thought she did pretty all right because the actual quiz made me feel like, oh yeah, this is all about like giving to people and that the actual questions were, I was like, oh, I'm gonna score pretty pretty well on this one. Turns out. She didn't. I I scored the highest one that you can get, the high-level burnout. Yeah. So a high-level
1: burnout is 33 or less, moderate 34 to 39, and low-level is a total score greater than 40. What did you get there, sis? I got
0: 33.
1: Right. (laughs) Right. Oh, good, 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 good. I actually scored pretty good. I scored thirty nine, so I was on the cusp of moderate to low, low level, Yeah. But again, I work two jobs, so it's hard because if I think about one job I probably feel more different to how I feel about another. So I was trying to like give myself the average of between the two. Yeah. Um, but it's all about experiencing a lack of achievement and You feel that you no longer get satisfaction from achieving things in your job. It might cause you to become, like, confused as to whether or not this role is for you. Are you good enough? All of Mm. those things.
0: I think that taps into my, like, self-worth But I I think
1: that's a bigger thing for you. Yeah, yeah. That's just... That's, that, that's that's a you problem me that sounds like a me problem you
0: problem yeah because i think it's me of like am i am i doing well enough co- constantly like, questioning
1: am i good enough yeah. yeah
0: i think that's more that arm than like i will i will give and give and give to be like i'm okay at this job yeah <laughs> you know like i think it's more for me like reading through that i think that's more like you said a me problem rather than a deeper, than a deeper me problem it's not just work no, yeah no. yeah it's more of it
1: <laughs> so to resolve that sis you need to be bothered on the things that really do matter mm-hmm. know your triggers when you're entering into a busy work environment but you just yeah. said you know that is
0: a trigger for you anyway yeah. so you
1: are aware of it and it's not something that stops you currently
0: no so. and that's the other thing right is that um it's it's not a good thing I don't think is that I've been I felt like this for such a long time that I still can perform to a good standard yeah even though she can fake it till she make it absolutely yeah we love that Uh, we love that Uh, (laughs) so it's not necessarily that I'm portraying burnout I'm internalizing Mm. it whether or not that (laughs) that doesn't sound healthy I was gonna say you know if you Talk to
1: us on surface, layer. I would say that I'm probably more burnt out than Sean. Mm-hmm. But when she took a hot minute to reflect and not do the whole, no, nah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good, it's all good, I'm good at my job, this is great, yeah. love work. This bitch needs a holiday.
0: Yeah, I do. I do.
1: Because, and as I said, I, was like, I honestly think I'm a little bit better in that I went to broom. I've had these few days off, albeit they were initially quite stressful, but I've had some time off. Yeah. I've got a couple of days coming off, like, couple of days off coming up sorry and yeah. then like I'm going away for a month in February yeah and that's now not that far away yeah so I think having things to look forward to does take a huge chunk of yeah. that stress off
0: yeah like I haven't had like a proper no extended you had period of time
1: <laughs> when you got a new fucking hip that's yeah. not leave, not leave. yeah so you did I, not leave the house
0: yeah correct I didn't um so yeah I, I definitely feel like the reset button is like beeping at me to be like, go away properly. I know,
1: properly. But, you know, and that's the thing. It's not as easy. We can say, oh, just pick up and go away. But yeah. then you have to think about yourself, your partner. Yeah. Zach's going through a really stressful time finishing off his PhD. Yeah, exactly. Like life is busy. Yeah, and it's you not can't. being very
0: kind no. for you. No, exactly. So it's just kind of making the best of a bad bunch. Like we've done like mini like getaways, like we went to the little cabin yeah. and stuff. But I definitely, I know that both of us, and like Zach is working so incredibly hard at the moment, yeah. but finishing off his PhD, that that then means that I kind of have to step up in other areas of our relationship and our like and physical life yeah because he is under the pump yeah and so naturally that like that seesaw of responsibility has swung my and way now
1: i guess he'll also experience like a different level of burnout like he's been going and like literally yeah. burning the candle at both ends for so long yeah, yeah yeah that he's i'm sure we'll have a crash and burn of like holy shit it's over what do i do with my time yeah. now yeah I don't need to re-look or re-edit or stare yeah. at this thing. Like I've got so much time. What do I do? What's my purpose? How yeah. is this going to help me? Like, and then it will raise even bigger questions. And that's another level of like, he'll be so burnt out from literally the slog of doing a PhD Yeah, to being like,
0: holy shit, where to it's now? It's done now. Yeah. yeah. Like just sprinting to yeah. the end. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I think he has been working so hard, like hasn't had a day off. For like three weeks now, just editing and writing, and so you know, and I feel that for him, with him, plus then and everything else. And I do it. So absolutely not. Just watching him do that, I was like, uh, nah, it's nah. A no from me. No, nah. no from me. I'll make the dinner. Yeah, I'll 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 vacuum the floor. It's fine. Yeah. um So yeah, just so yeah, absolutely. Both of us need like we both haven't been away on a holiday since we went away to Sydney and to when on the cruise that? when was that no? like three years ago
1: fuck
0: pre-covid okay. wild you need
1: to do something wild so yeah your girl needs a holiday can you all sign into the dms <laughs> and pressure her to have one
0: <laughs> so she's not just listening to me Yeah. so that'll be, so be great so yes um from this i kind of thought that you know i you know i need to break whatever but actually reading what it is and how it manifests and then actually doing the quiz thing I'm like nah she definitely needs a hot minute away from responsibility
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely (laughs) but anyway I guess we're talking about burnout and work burnout and talking about the different types of burnout but A lot of you listen because you are either chronic illness sufferers or you know someone who has a chronic illness and you want to improve your knowledge around chronic illness. Mm -hmm.
0: Guess what? So
1: guess what? (laughs) Uh, If you have a chronic illness, you're at higher risk of burnout Mm -hmm. and you're at risk of a burnout of being chronically sick. So just with life, really. Shock, horror. So I found this amazing um, article by this woman called Noelle Bennick. Who's a type one diabetic, and she's both an individual and relationship psychotherapist in Baltimore. Baltimore. That's her background. Hairspray, anyway, anyone? Yeah, I love that. I love that. The sight, that musical. Whole movie. Same. Um, but anyway, people, so she said that people with a chronic illness may deal with an added layer of the whole frustration thing because of family, friends, medical professionals. And there's this layer of misunderstanding or invalidating mm. of their experience, right? Yes. So, in a way, managing a chronic illness can be compared to having a stressful job. But yep. the difference is that people with a chronic illness are never able to quit or opt out <laughs> of the demands yeah. that contribute to chronic illness burnout. Yes. So so if you're in a job that you know is affecting you, affecting you negatively, you have the opportunity to walk away. Yes. However, if you're a chronic illness sufferer, unfortunately, it's for life, and you you can't switch off. Mm. So chronic illness burnout leaves people feeling as though they have nothing left to give; that they're constantly running on empty because yeah. they spend so much of their energy maintaining their own health yeah. that the capacity for things like work stress, life stress, relationship yeah. stress is
0: Is less because you actually don't have that much to give
1: in the first place. Yeah, you're
0: already in a deficit from having to just live and exist, right? Because you have to manage... So many schedules. Well, that's
1: the thing, right? So in addition to dealing with the psychological symptoms of having a chronic illness, we also have to make time for things like, I don't know, meal prepping, medication management, doctor visits, appointments, tests, yeah, interacting with, you know, your insurance company, your private health, your Medicare, your medical expenses, your debt, your finances. Yeah. And there then just throw so in much getting exactly. sicker. Exactly. Like so, something happening. Yeah. And we found out that she said this really cool thing about how all of that acts as an additional layer of stress, which contributes to your allostatic load. We were like, "What does she mean? What's an allostatic anyway, load?" Anyway, so on top of the stresses that nearly everyone else is facing right now, such as like the rise of living and climate change and the pandemic, interest rates <laughs> and recovering from a pandemic, what it means the allostatic load refers refers to the general wear and tear on the body that accumulates when we're exposed to repeated or chronic stresses.
0: Mm-hmm. So when
1: things are happening to us, these can be internal or external. That allostatic load goes boop,
0: way up way up yeah and
1: so oh, what was that <laughs> um so when you have a chronic illness your allostatic load is so high and then you're just adding another layer yeah another layer and another layer and no wonder you're at higher risk of becoming burnt yeah up. do
0: you ever play that um donkey game as a kid where it's like the buck, buckaroo and it's like this donkey and you have to get these little parcels or hats and stuff and and hook it onto the saddle and then you like put it on and, on and on and on and then it gets too heavy that it like and then it bucks it off. no Buckaroo for a buckaroo in good time. That was the advert tagline. You didn't play that? No, don't. Anyway, so that's what that reminded me of. You're welcome.
1: Okay. A lovely analogy from Sean. <laughs> I can't believe you never played that.
0: Maybe we didn't have it in Australia. Oh, maybe you just blocked it out like the Lego movie. <laughs>
1: weird lego dudes um no i didn't play that mousetrap i played
0: that's that's not part of the analogy at all no it's not it's not even remotely similar
1: But you try to like catch the stress and then good falls on you, and then all right, yeah, nice try, (laughs) nice
0: try. Nah, not even close, my dude, not even close.
1: Anyway, the symptoms of unfortunately chronic illness, burnout, and work burnout it's the same symptoms, same, same, you're feeling exhausted, you're over it, you're struggling emotionally, physically, yada yada. Mm. So, I found this other thing from this chick called Winslow Dixon about. 10 Ways to Overcome Chronic Illness Burnout. Okay. However, they're very similar to normal burnout. No. Some of them you may find wishy-washy, but I guess like Sean said, it's all about repeating it, making ourselves aware of it. Yeah. So like number one was getting away from your own thoughts. So a bit like what Sean was saying that she has these intrinsic thoughts of, am I good enough? Is, yeah. is this good enough? Will I impress these people? Am I enough? It's taking a step back from those thoughts saying, hang mm. on, these are thoughts that I have put in my head. No yeah. one else has put them here. Yeah. And it's a bit like, with if you have a chronic illness am i enough yeah will someone ever love me will yeah. i ever get better like yeah. those big hardcore questions which that, we've all felt yeah and they subconsciously like literally burn a hole in your brain yeah speaking of i have a headache in the back of my head and it feels like someone is burning a hole in okay. the back of my head currently um the second one was learn to say no which oh. i guess we speak about often but it's all about giving yourself some control isn't yeah. it yeah
0: and we are and like i said before we are getting better at we that. are
1: we definitely like we are.
0: are. We're practicing what we preach in that aspect of like, no, I don't want to wear heels or no, I don't want to go to that thing that starts at 10 o'clock at night or mm. whatever it is. Like that doesn't bring me any joy or benefit. No. Uh, no. And saying no isn't a bad thing. No. Saying no isn't rude. And we need to
1: change that the yeah. way people...
0: It's the connotation of yeah. it, right? Like you're being difficult. Like you're not, you're just you're looking not. after yeah. yourself. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then the next one is about changing your surroundings. So... If you do work from home and you are struggling to switch off, for example, because we're not, I guess, guess we're chronically ill, but for other people who are listening and that might not be you, but it is, you can change your surroundings. If you're mm. having a bad flare, if you're having stress at work and you're bringing it home, it's about things like going for a walk, mm-hmm. getting some fresh air. Clearing your mind, changing your surroundings, getting some sunshine, and just giving yourself a bit of an endorphin kick yeah. that you probably are not getting if you've sat in the same spot for 10 hours a day. Yeah.
0: Speaking of changing your environment, did you know that there's like communal office spaces? What do you mean? Like, if you're working from home, there's literally places around cities that are like these cool working environments that you just like pay like a membership. And you just get to go and work from home but from there and they have like baristas and like a lunch area and stuff that's so cool so I like,
1: definitely do that right look into that if you work from home
0: yeah there's, for us. Uh, there's a couple in the city near my office
1: well there you go so
0: fun I didn't know they existed no but that's but yeah, definitely they do. something
1: I'd invest in for yeah sure.
0: just to change the scenery change the people that you're around absolutely well that's the
1: next one right so surrounding yourself with good people yeah we love that. And we've spoken about it earlier don't be with the shit people don't no. be with the people that don't fill your cup up no We've all learned that. Cut them out, snip, snip. Yeah, it took me a long time, but that's what it's about. It's about being around good people. And the next one is trying to eliminate some stresses in your life. So if you're chronically sick and maybe a stress for you is you're panicking about how you going to fit everything into your day and how you're going to pick up meds or do this or do that. Mm-hmm. You can allocate jobs to other people yep. to try and eliminate some of that stress or again, prioritize things. Like, is this an actual stressor? Will this change how I feel, my mm. outcome, etc.
0: Deliveries. Yeah. Apps. Yeah. Pickups. Online shopping. Looking at you. I need to do grocery shopping ah. today. Fuck.
1: <laughs> um... <laughs> Anyway, moving on. The next one is about enjoying the little things. So finding moments of joy in amongst the chaos, I guess.
0: That's that whole um, thing about gratitude when Mm. we did it. Like just finding those moments that would normally pass you by of like whatever that actually are joyful, happy moments in the day.
1: Absolutely. And then we've spoken about this one already, but things like assessing your life. So journal, track what makes you flare track what makes you more stressed track what makes you emotionally uncomfortable Mm. or drained or exhausted Mm -hmm. so that then you can kind of see a pattern and change your lifestyle accordingly yeah
0: I think that's really actually something to think about around like I know for myself that I have spent a lot of my life dissociating from my body yeah like not being in tune with what's happening to kind of like maintain some level of control and protection of what's going on right and to actually be able to check in with yourself Self, like fully be in your body in that moment at that time can actually be quite difficult for someone who has progressively become more and more dissociated from their body in order to survive which I know that I have over a long period of time in that like fight or flight kind of mentality have been in that mindset for a long time so it actually takes a lot for me to fully be present within my body and fully check in with how I'm feeling so if checking in to like listen to your body doesn't come easily to you that's okay it's because you're literally trying to reprogram something that your body has done to protect yourself for so so long and
1: that's the next one then isn't it it's self-care it is about being kind to yourself don't put your the pressure on yourself to why can't I do this and someone else finds it easier than I? You've all. Everyone has a different experience and it's all about being kind to yourself. Yeah. And then I guess it moves into things like acceptance and action. So maybe you can't change, you can't change a diagnosis, but maybe there's things that you can do that you know might help. Yeah. Or people you can see that might help you or people you can talk to that might help. Yeah. So it's about accepting it and then doing something positive about it. And then the last one's just about really feeling your emotions. So like we always say in every episode, you're allowed to feel it. We want you to feel it. We don't want you to ignore it. We spoke about toxic positivity recently. Don't do it. Feel your emotions. Allow yourself to feel your emotions and then think about how they're impacting your life, how those emotions impacting your day-to-day life Mm. and what can you do to spark a little bit of joy. Yeah. A little
0: sprinkle of joy. Yeah. Here, there and everywhere. Mm. Be like a Tinkerbell. But I think that's kind of all we've got for burnout right now, hey? Yeah, I think so. I think the lessons that I have learned for today are that your girl needs a break. Yes. Like a real break. Um, so I'm going to work on that. Yeah. Um I love how you've just
1: given yourself your own question and then answered it. Like, don't worry about questions and quotes. So what have I learned today? Okay, that's my question. Let me tell you. Uh, Let
0: me tell you. Well, I've shaken it up. So I'm going to shake it up some more. Okay. So four questions and quotes for the last little bit of this season and from moving forward, what we thought would be a good way to kind of like connect with everybody is that we each week, Pick a question that we've received from one of our listeners either in our emails, on Facebook or on Instagram and we read them out and we talk about it in the last little section regardless of what the topic is, regardless of what the question is. We'll ask, we'll pick one question per week and we'll ask it on the pod.
1: We love that. So that will start next week. But because you didn't ask me a question, I'm going to ask my own question. So what did I learn? What okay, okay. did you learn? Okay. What have I learned? Um, I've learned that dropping to point nine is probably the greatest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and... It took Yay. me a very long time but fuck I'm not going back no. And I was like yeah I'll pick up an extra cuz I've got 5 days off. I'm not. No you're not. I'm I realized I'm burnt out and I need to fill my cup up before I can go back to picking yeah. up any extra hours. But, hey, 0. 0.9, it was a good time to drop. And yeah. we're here and we're loving it. Free and time is Steph not your availability. And Steph will be listening and Steph will be like, i right, fucking time told that yeah. three years ago. Shut <laughs> up, Steph's Steph. Steph's trying to
0: get me to drop down. Yeah. She's like, 0.5's the best. Yeah. I'm like, we can't all be point yeah, 0.5, Literally. Steph. Honestly. <laughs> it was her birthday last week. It happy birthday, Happy Steph. birthday, Sissy. Um, any quotes for us today, Sid? So I have a quote. My quote is uh, short and sweet. Mm-hmm. I show my scars so that others know that they can heal.
1: I love that. It's
0: cute, hey? Very cute. That's cute. Who and that's there? by uh, Rachel Nicole. Cute. Yep.
1: Raquel or Rachel?
0: R-H-A-C-H-E-L-L-E.
1: Spicy. Well, um, I have a quote from The Broad Place and it is about a burnout one because, Ooh, you know, nice. topical. Yep. When we are overwhelmed, stressed, sick, depressed, burnt out, we can't think with clarity. So we stay stuck. When we are grounded, confident and stable emotionally, we are cl- inclined to take a step back and see the bigger picture of our life, of life in general and our perfect place in it.
0: Oh, that's nice. Cute. Cute. That's so cute. So cute. so cute. so cute. All right, team, that is this week's episode. Thank you so much for Thank listening. You. Um, remember to like, share, rate, subscribe all of those good things and to send us in your questions in hopes that we pick your question for next episode yes yes on that note
1: we hope hope you you have have a fabulous fabulous week week. take Take care care. Bye. bye